Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast show, the Horizon Talk Sports, and I'm your host, Joshua Sanek. Today, I will be talking about the Chris Paul effect, five possible prospects that we could see the Arizona Cardinals taking at number 23 in the draft, and also new Cardinal uniforms on the radar. Okay, so let's get into it. The Chris Paul effect is what I would explain to you guys would be splashing effect of Chris Paul who continually throughout his career makes his teammates and his team's record that he's on better continuously every single year aka the Chris Paul effect this is really big when it comes to every team that Chris Paul's been on so recently he's been on uh, the Suns and the Thunder Before that, he was on the New Orleans Pelicans, the Clippers, and the Rockets. So let's get into how he's impacted the Suns. He's impacted the Suns in a very big way. He's allowed DeAndre Ayton to really thrive in the paint. And as you can tell, DeAndre Ayton really loved to be fed, but he needs to become more dominant in the paint. I think Chris Paul needs to talk to him a little bit more on that. But he also, he leads, as I said in the last podcast, which if you haven't listened to that already, I would suggest listening to that. Chris Paul is dishing out 11.5 assists every single game. And he continuously leads the league in assists every single year. He's even – he's better – he's – I think he's top three right now in in assists all time. I think he's only behind John Stockton and Jason Kidd, which those are some really big numbers to be – to surpass, which just goes to show that Chris Paul is probably a top five point guard to ever be in the NBA. So the Chris Paul effect also for the Thunder – the Thunder were also a very young team that he went on to, and he was traded from the Rockets to the Thunder for uh, Russell Westbrook. And he took them all the way to the playoffs when they hadn't been to the playoffs in over two to three years. And I think that really goes show that Chris, the Chris Paul effect is really real. And... Also, knowing that Chris Paul has that thumb sprain, what do the Suns do differently? And what changes for the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul? And who needs to step up at the point guard position? So I am thinking that we see Cameron Payne running point guard a lot. He He's a very... Um, he, he even said in a statement, I'm not going to be like Chris Paul. I can't be like Chris Paul. I got to do me. I got to do me. I can't go and be Chris Paul. So behind him, we're going to see Aaron Holiday, who's jumped Alfred Payton 
in the rotation because we tr- we traded for Aaron Holiday for cash considerations, which is not that much if you think about it for getting a very good player. The brother of Drew Holiday, who we just played against the Bucks yesterday. We lost, sadly, 122 to 133, which goes to show that Chris Paul really makes an effect on this team. So since since he's been on the team this year, they've only lost for every time every time that he's been on the floor, our record has been 48 and 10. Since he hasn't been on the floor, we've lost three. We've lost three games out of our last five games from the All-Star break, which three the three losses out of those 10, which means that we've already lost 33% of what we what we lost with him, and we've only been playing for five games. So behind him um, will be Cameron Payne running point guard, and uh, we would have loved to see a Devin Booker play point guard a little bit more. He thrived as point book in the Suns' first game without CP3, but he really wasn't mending well, meshing well with the backups. He was he was doing really well with the starters because, as you can tell, you really do well with people that are as good as you or people that play well, but he just wasn't he just wasn't playing well with the second string. So he also was put in health and safety protocols due to an inconclusive COVID test, which really took another hit for the Suns, which uh, yesterday my 70-win uh, um, prediction was uh, scratched yesterday. Theoretically, after that next game uh, that I was at, when Cameron Johnson uh, scored the game-winning buzzer-beater uh, three-pointer to give the Suns the one-point win was uh, just a miracle. Julius Randle was ejected in that same game, and he was later fined $50,000 for shoving Cameron Johnson. I really think that he shoved the wrong guy because Cameron Johnson after that Went off for 38 points. His career high. His next highest game was 28. He literally scored 10 points better than his last previous scoring record. That's just amazing. Usually you see someone get progressively better. He went from he he went 20 points, 23 points. And 38 points. That's just miraculous. Him stepping up in those big moments without Devin Booker or Chris Paul. So moving down, I think that we put Mikel Bridges at shooting guard because he's he's smaller than Cameron Johnson. And Mikel Bridges has really great defense. And then we move Cameron Johnson up to small forward and – And after um, Cameron Johnson, because Cameron Johnson usually plays the power forward position, which I'd really love to see him play the small forward position because you'd be able to see him 
shoot those threes naturally instead of expecting him to be down in the paint and him having to sit behind Jake Crowder, who I don't believe is better than Cameron Johnson, in my opinion. You you can you can have your own opinion. So um, after Jake Crowder, you know who it is. DeAndre Ayton, my man, DeAndre Ayton. So DeAndre Ayton has been um, a little bit inconsistent this season. Uh, it's also the um, Monty Williams. Monty Williams has not uh, been willing to put him in at the end, like during the fourth quarter. I do not know why, but whenever we get into the fourth quarter, Chris Paul usually goes out with the second string center, which is usually JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo. I think that DeAndre Ayton really thrives under that pressure of going out there and giving his all. And I just don't think – I think the reason why they're sitting DeAndre Ayton during those fourth quarter is so that they don't have to go out there and give him a, a max contract because he's going to be a free agent this next season. And he was expecting big, big money. And I think that Robert Sarver went out there and influenced Monty Williams to try and sit DeAndre Ayton more so that they didn't have to pay him as much. So now let's get straight into it with the top five prospects. We could see the Arizona Cardinals taking at number 23 in the 2022 NFL draft. Okay. My number one, most unrealistic probably, Drake London. Drake London was for USC Trojans. He was on a statistical tear, unmatched in anything we've ever seen. He had 88 catches for 900 yards. And he had only played eight games. That's amazing. That's 11 catches per game. That's more than most. That's more than most players in the NFL get. That's like what Michael Thomas was doing in nineteen or twenty nineteen when he got the all time most receptions in one season, and he just he broke his ankle, which tragically ended his season. But the reason why I put Drake London in here was because I don't think that people would want someone who may have something wrong with their body, like a broken ankle, like that could come back and haunt you for season after season after season. Christian McCaffrey, you can say, or or David Johnson, wrist injury, ankle injury, wrist injury. So we traded him. We traded him for DeAndre Hopkins, probably a top three wide receiver in the league right now. And also my second um, pick was Tyler Linderbaum, the best center in, in college football for two years straight. For two years, he had only allowed two pressures and zero sacks. That is better than any center I've ever heard of. Tyler Linderbaum would probably need a little bit of help trying to keep off those heavier, more 
bigger defensive linemen, such as Jordan Davis, who's coming into the league. And he, Jordan Davis, is a pretty big man. He just ran a 482. He's three, like 340 something. 310, 340, I believe. He ran a 482. God damn, that man can move. Like, and then we also got at my number three spot, we got Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams, absolute beast. He had 79 receptions, 1,572 yards. He averaged 20 yards per catch and 15 touchdowns. The only thing that I think that teams would sleep on him for would be that in the in the championship game, national championship against Georgia, he tore his ACL. He wanted to go back out there, and he wanted to keep playing. He actually stayed out there for one more play until the coaching staff for Alabama forced him to come off, and he tore his ACL, which – is probably the reason why if you look went back and looked at the workouts for the combine for the receivers, such as the 40-yard dash, the three-cone drill, the catching drills, you didn't see him in there because he tore his ACL. You probably didn't see Drake London either. Okay, at my number four spot, we got David Ojabo. I've only got a couple of stats on him. I've got like 11 sacks. I've got I've got also I've also got I believe three force fumbles, four 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 force fumbles, I believe. And he's an absolute freak. He's a freak of nature. Like he he was outrunning every single lineman. He was blowing past him on every single highlight I was watching. I think he's gonna be more of a freak athlete than Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson is projected to go one or two. He's projected to go that high. And I'm saying David Ojabo is going to be more of a freak athlete than Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, from my number five, I got Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie didn't have any interceptions. I know, I know, I know. He's short, but he's fast as hell. Trent McDuffie only allowed three deep passes in his whole three-season career at Washington. And if you know another cornerback that plays for the Arizona Cardinals right now, you know his name? Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy sprouted this season. He absolutely sprouted. He sprouted a little bit last season, but he straight up, he sprouted this season. He became a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl caliber cornerback in my eyes. And I think that Trent McDuffie could be our jelly to go with that jam. Bread and butter right there with those cornerbacks. After we drafted Marco Wilson, absolute gem, diamond in the rough. He went out and said, I'm going to be the Tom Brady of cornerbacks. I'm going to prove everybody wrong that I should go higher than sixth round. We picked him up in sixth round, and he absolutely just went insane. He he kept deflecting passes. He's a shutdown cornerback, but I think we just need another one, Trent McDuffie, because we dropped Malcolm Butler 
due to personal issues, and we dropped him. He retired after the season. He st- I think he still wanted to get his paycheck, but we weren't. We didn't give it to him because he didn't play for us, so we didn't pay him. So uh, that is my top five prospects. I, we could see going to the Cardinals at twenty three. So let's get into possible new uniforms for the Cardinals this offseason. Michael Bidwell said they're on the radar. That's pretty big. Coming from the owner himself saying that new Arizona Cardinal uniforms are on the radar. Okay, I'm going to give my speculation on this because he didn't he didn't give any insight on what they might look like. But my insight is we stay with some of the classic black and black uniform with red font and white outline on the on the color on the numbers and then I think we go like this cool like rip riffle ruffled feather kind of like thing on the sleeve and then on the helmet I think we change the color of the helmet for these I think we go black with these with these jerseys and then with the kind of like altered cardinal still still regular cardinal but it's like the beak is gray and the outline of the cardinal logo is black and i think it'll look really cool and then our new our other ones i think they go a little bit more stylish with their helmets they go red they go red helmet instead of white because the white white helmets are pretty old I don't like the white helmets. I, I think they should really get some new ones. And I think with these uh, red we with these home ones, I think they go red, red jersey with gray or white numbers, and then either ruffled feathers on the on the shoulder pad area, or the Arizona flag kind of like, but like. Arizona Cardinal like logo like customized or tapered to their liking to the Cardinals and then they go red helmet with the regular Cardinal and then they go white pants and they go red leggings with maybe some black some nice sleek black um cleats and then I think we also with our white ones I think we go go we go white helmet we go white white jersey red red numbers black outlining on the numbers uh and and i believe like the ruffled feathers or the arizona arizona state flag kind of like colored like i said with the other ones and um white leggings white pants um maybe some black socks with some white or like their own the players get to pick their cleats whatever cleats they want to wear so i think uh that if they do that that could really spark some excitement within the organization and maybe get some outside outside fans watching our games because we really had an exciting game last really exciting season last season we kind of choked later on in the season 
just like we did the season before where we couldn't win any games where we clinched. So I hope that this, this season is a lot better and that these, these new jerseys, new helmets possibly could spark some more excitement within the organization and within the fan base. Thank you for listening to the podcast Horizon Talk Sports. Um, um, thank you for listening. And if you want to go check out the other episodes, the past two episodes that I have posted. And also like, like the podcast, follow the podcast, rate the podcast, turn on notifications. And just blow it up, guys. Like, I really appreciate it if you guys just go and help me out on my journey to become a big podcaster. If you guys can blow up that, if you guys can blow up my anchor, my podcast, I could probably get some guest speakers in here. I could probably get another host. I could get a, I could probably get like maybe Cameron Johnson on here, bro. Cameron Johnson, possibly like Ron Wolfley, like I was saying. And yeah, thanks for listening and see you next time. Peace.